David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad, daddy, he has been to me. Some moments make for lasting impressions. These moments took place on a cold and gray morning in early February of 1994 in Washington, D.C. Kathy and I had been invited to our U.S. Capitol to attend the annual National Prayer Breakfast, where we would be seated at one of many tables in the presence of the then-President Bill Clinton and the First Lady at the head table, and a very special guest who I will talk about in a future episode. The prayer breakfast would take place on the following day, But on this day, our plans would take us to the famous and expansive National Mall, where we would visit multiple memorials and monuments throughout the day. Among them would be the Washington Monument. The 555-foot-tall pillar is quite a standout from a distance. When inside, and taking the elevator to the very top, we could see the entire National Mall and well beyond. The noble structure was completed in 1884 to, of course, honored George Washington, the very first president of the United States. And of course, being there took our thoughts back to the Revolutionary War, when General George Washington led a courageous young colonial army into battle to garner our freedom from Great Britain. It's estimated that about 8,000 of our ancestors died in that war, about one out of every 20 males. And because of their sacrifice, America was set free. At some point in the day, we made it to the Lincoln Memorial, where of course we got to see the renowned statue of President Abraham Lincoln. The revered president is posed in a sitting position, 19 feet from head to foot, overlooking the great reflecting pool. Lincoln's cause during the Revolutionary War was twofold. It was about reuniting his nation and about bringing freedom to every black American slave. Well over 600,000 soldiers died for the cause, the most in any one of our nation's wars. Our last stop, after many stops in the day, was the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall. There are two identical walls there, actually, each of which are 246 feet long. And on the walls, in chronological order, are the names of over 58,000 Vietnam veterans who gave up their lives for freedom's sake. They died fighting against the advancement of communism into South Vietnam and further into the world. A defining and purposeful characteristic of the wall is the visitor's ability to see his or her reflection while viewing the engraved names. As Kathy and I walked very slowly, quietly down the full length of the wall, viewing their names and seeing our reflections at the same time, 
and reflecting back over our entire day, we were both nearly speechless. At the same time, we were both filled with a new and huge sense of gratitude for what all these soldiers did for us here in the United States and for others around the world. People in nations around the world set aside regular times to remember and honor those who have given their lives for their country. Just a few days ago, and always on the last Monday in May, America observed Memorial Day, a day when Americans honor all the fallen soldiers in our history. Since the United States was founded, well over one million Americans have died in the nation's wars. Over one million who, as it is often said, paid the ultimate price. And they unselfishly paid the ultimate price to release millions of others from the slavery they were under. And for that, all these fallen ones should be honored. Some who have died have been given the highest honor of all. In all of U.S. history, only 618 heroes have received the prestigious Congressional Medal of Honor. To have received that honor, they had to risk their lives above and beyond the call of duty. Dear friend, today in this episode, I want to talk about and give honor to the greatest hero that ever lived and died on the planet Earth. He was the one who the prophets of the Old Testament said would be coming one day, and he was the one who the writers of the New Testament said had finally come. Come with an historic act of heroism that resulted in amazing news for mankind. The news, the good news, is that the lost children of the earth can now have a restored, wonderful, bonded relationship with the Father in heaven. And how was all this made possible? God, the most significant being in the universe, became insignificant so we might become significant beings again. By leaving his place of authority in the kingdom of heaven and becoming a servant on earth, Jesus Christ relinquished his position and inheritance so we, the lost children, could have our lives back, our position and our inheritance restored. I call this the phenomenal exchange of significance. To back that statement up, I'll read words written by two different apostles. First, a few phrases from the first chapter of the Gospel of John, where John speaks of Jesus as the Word. He says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through Him all things were made. This is how significant Jesus was in eternity before coming to this earth. Now John continues, Though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, but children born of God. Think about it. The creator of the world and the entire universe, the one who came up with everything from the chromosome to the cosmos, and those other mysterious and wonderful things that amaze. This is the one who voluntarily became a human baby, birthed by 
and under the care of a teenage girl huddled up in a dusty, smelly stable behind a modest local inn in a small town called Bethlehem. Absolutely incredible. And let's hear what the Apostle Paul had to say about the incredible heroism of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 8. Note that Paul totally confirms what John the Apostle said with these words. Christ Jesus, being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be held on to, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus, who was with God and was God, became a vulnerable dependent to pay the price for all of mankind's wrongful attempts at independence. The Son of God became human to suffer an appalling, inhumane death. This extremely dramatic action of love and bravery was indeed the greatest example of paying the ultimate price ever made. It was a sacrifice that surpassed all other sacrifices ever made in human history combined. It was the supreme, ultimate sacrifice. I'll lean on Paul again as the authority behind that kind of statement because he continues in Philippians 2.9 with these words, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Even all the citizens of hell will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And listen to the rest of the good news. Listen to what else results from his sacrifice. Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 2 verse 6, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. What was that? God did what? Yes, we have been seated with him, already seated with him, right now, as you listen to this today. Let's do some imagining again. Imagine being physically seated with Jesus at a dinner table someday in the future. I imagine it would be somewhat like the time when he and his first 12 brothers sat around a dinner table together. Do you understand how greatly we've been honored, already honored, because of Christ's most loving and unselfish mission? Because Jesus paid the supreme ultimate price, we are seated alongside and across the table from him as his brothers and sisters, not as servants, not as religious subjects, and not as someone in the corner barely lucky enough to be there, but as the honored children of the Heavenly Father, the one who sits at the head of the table. Now, imagine seeing the smile on your father's face when he sees you there at the table. Wow, what an honor and what an overwhelming awe it is to look into his eyes and to finally feel safe, secure, and significant again just like it was in Eden.
This is good news, dear friend. And Jesus made it happen. Jesus, the great king who went to battle, the one who made the supreme ultimate sacrifice, made it possible for us to go back home to our Father. When we make the decision to receive Jesus and believe in his name, we have immediate access again to a loving, mutual bond with our Father. Like back in Eden. And that means we never again need to strive for significance, well-being, and purpose. These are absolutely ours again as a result of the phenomenal exchange of significance. And my friend, he did this for you. He did this for you. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. What an amazing thing you did giving up the glorious significance and position that you knew in heaven so that we could get back our significance and positions as the father's sons and daughters here on earth. It was you who saved us from the slavery we were under by paying the supreme and ultimate price. It was you who brought us back home safe again to the father's house. Holy Spirit, help this dear one to fully understand this truth and experience an overwhelming awe like never before. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.